Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to Strange Brew Coffeehouse, two locations in the Starkville area to serve you. They're in Ridgeland. They're in Ridgeland. They're on Highway 12. <laughs> God. They're on Highway 12 or University Drive. Of course, there's always uh, Brupolo in Tupelo. None of those are in Ridgeland. Although, you know, I'm pretty sure Strange Brew Ridgeland would kill it if you just want to, if you want to do that. You've, uh, you've now given Shane an, another idea. So. Another million-dollar idea. Make it happen. Congratulations. want to thank our good friends over at College Corner. Again, this past weekend, not a lot of maroon is all that matters. I didn't see any. I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys going out and getting new gear, but I really appreciate it when you go to College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They are in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Florida by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. If you're still looking for national championship merchandise or you're going to make the change to football, if you need something cool for the tailgate, for the house, whatever it is, maroon and white, they've got it. College Corner. Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. That's the place to be Friday and Saturday nights in Starkville before you head to the game, after you get done with the game, or maybe you want to grab a lunch, whatever you want to do. Starkville's place to be is Humble Taco. Great food, great people, great drinks, great service, and stuff that you've never seen before. A menu for everybody and handcrafted margaritas. What more do you want? I can't, I can't help you if you don't want any more from, from an experience than that. Go check them out over at Humble Taco. We are officially in North Carolina State Week here uh, in Starkville, Mississippi State. We'll take on the Wolfpack on Saturday, 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, on ESPN 2 is where that game is scheduled to be televised. And, Robbie, you were uh, there today to speak with Mike Leach at his press conference. And basically it seemed like the vibe was he was pleased that his team showed the ability to come back, but the fact that they were down in the first place, quite irritable to him. Yes, he was still irritated about that. And that was, that was one of his talking points on Saturday night, and he kind of reiterated it again on Monday, just – the importance of playing a full four quarters, coming out and having that energy. And he talked about, you know, just seeing players out there that weren't given a full effort and uh, maybe they they weren't completely locked in. They felt like the game was slipping away. You know, I asked him who he thought was on the opposite end of the spectrum there, the guys that he felt like were the ones that were kind of the ringleaders of getting the team back on track. I was kind of surprised by the players that he mentioned. He mentioned Dylan Lawrence, Mm -hmm. Jameer Calvin, and Dollar Bill, Mm. which, you know, Jameer Calvin maybe I would have thought, but those the the other two I was not expecting. Uh, But those were players that he specifically called out that he said he felt like they had really kind of took initiative there to get the team back on track. But 
Yeah, he was obviously upset about those the middle part of the game and just the the lack of effort from the team. Uh, he liked the fact that they they fought there at the end. They came back and they won the ball game, but he he doesn't want to have a twenty point comeback. He wants right. to have a twenty point lead and, and and take care of business and not have to worry about that. When you when you talked to him and, and from you know the other questions that were asked, did you get the impression that we're going to see some different faces in the starting lineup this week? I think that's possible. I, I don't know uh, what spots that would be because obviously we're not privy to the guys that that he might have seen that wasn't giving effort or that he feels need to be replaced. Uh, you know that that's one of the things he did mention on Saturday that they were going to go back and look at the film and see who wasn't giving the effort. So I. I'm interested to see if that is the case. Um, you know, of course, Malik Keith's going to be back. Demonte Russell's going to be back. That's going to be a big help for Mississippi State. But you know, it, there were some there were some positives that you could take from the game. The first and the fourth quarter looked really good. You just need that first and fourth quarter to be a consistent thing for Mississippi State. And getting rid of the, what happened in the middle of the ball game is, is the biggest issue. So, if he if he saw something on film that he felt like you know, didn't sit well with him. I think we could very much expect somebody else taking the place of whoever that was that he felt like didn't give the effort because he's proven he's not afraid to do that. We're going to know who that person was. We're going to know when we see a new a new starter this week. It's going to be uh, because of that. He also spoke about Austin Williams and Jaden Wally. This is something that's going to, no question, irritate fans because there there just isn't any question that Jaden Wally is the more talented football player, but evidently there's something there that that's not happening in practice or in games that's keeping Austin Williams ahead of him. What 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 exactly did Leach have to say about that particular position? You know, one of the things he mentioned was the thing that stuck out to me with with what he said about that was that Jaden's going to have to bring it every day, and he's going to have to continue to to get on a, what he said. I think he said to get on a roll. So what I take away from that is there's something – this is just my opinion. There's something in practice. There's something behind the scenes that we don't know about that Leach is not happy with with Jaden Wally. Maybe those guys are giving more – he even mentioned Christian Ford, if that's his name, ahead of – or fighting for reps with, with Jaden Wally. There's something going on there that he's trying to get Jaden Wally's attention. He's trying to, to push him to be better at something because he's obviously the best receiver out of that group and arguably the best receiver on the team. Uh, and he, I mean, he's proven that time and time again, and he showed up on Saturday for the game. But it, it might be practice reps. He might not be seeing enough from him in practice reps that he feels like he's giving enough effort. I don't want to, I don't want us to to say that's what's happening. That's just what I think is a possibility because otherwise I, I don't understand it. I don't know why we could consider Austin Williams ahead of Jaden Wally from a pure step talent standpoint. So we know, we know that Mike Leach is an effort guy. Mm-hmm. He's a zero tolerance guy. He's not going to put up with um, guys not giving effort. And he, he puts a lot into that. So I could see that being an issue. Beyond that, did anything else stand out to you today for what Leach had to say? Not really. You know, um, he, he talked a little bit about uh, North Carolina State and kind of what they bring to the table, and I think that is a game that's uh, going to be tough for Mississippi State. If they have 
any inkling of what they showed in the second and third quarters uh, against La Tech, if that shows up on, on Saturday, they don't have a shot. This is a team that, that can run them off the field. Um, this, is not a, this is not a pushover Power Five. I mean, this is a really good Power Five team, a really solid Power Five team. Um, so I, this is a game that State's got to play lights out. They have to come out and play much better. So the, the effort at practice is going to be big for Mississippi State this week. They're going to have to come out and bring it in practice, and they're going to have to translate what they did in practice to the game. You know, Leach said last week they had a really good practice, I think, on Wednesday, and they were hoping to kind of carry that into the game, and it just didn't stick with them for four quarters. So they got to take whatever they do at practice, a positive week of that, they got to do that throughout the week and into into game day to have a chance at this ball game, and they really need the confidence coming out of this ball game. He talked about – I saw the, the comment about he, he felt like they, they may have been too positive, which I just go ahead and tell you, 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 you can be too positive. I say it all the time. You should always be negative. Pessimists are never disappointed. But and he made the comment, he's like, you know, maybe he felt like they had been a little too, hey, we're, this was a good practice, and, and you know, next time it's going to be more of, you know, a, a little less of the compliments and a little more of the what we've got to work on. Okay. What, do you feel like this team, you know, mentally – is strong enough to sort of take a beating from from within and and respond to it. Well, we're going to find out. I mean, I I thought they did on Saturday. I thought I thought they took a beating in the second and third quarters on Saturday mm-hmm. and responded. Now, are they going to be that team moving forward? Are they going to be the team that we saw in the first and the fourth quarters, mm-hmm. or are they going to be inconsistent? Because if they're getting, if they're going to be inconsistent, then that's not going to work. Uh, you're not going to be able to be inconsistent in the SEC, and you're not going to be able to be inconsistent against North Carolina State. So they, they've got to be consistent, and that comes with experience. Right now, this is still a really young team. This is a really young team. It's a team that doesn't have a ton of experience. I know they played a good bit last year, but there's still you're talking about a lot of second-year guys out there. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned it on the show after the game, the immaturity that this team has. Mike Leach said the same thing about them. It's just an immature team right now uh, from uh, you know game rep standpoint. Mentally, they haven't been uh, through the fire. But you got to learn quick. They're going to have to learn quick because this schedule is tough, especially on the front end. How does a team that's so young find leaders? Does it just have to be what happens on the field? Yeah, I mean, well, a lot of that comes naturally. Mm-hmm. I, I get the – I. I kind of believe that like a guy like Jameer Calvin is naturally he's got that leadership ability just from the little that we've talked to him from what we've heard from Mike Leach, you know, he appears to be a guy that's going to be a leader in that locker room. You need that. You need a guy like that. He's been playing for five years. I mean, he's been or four years, four or five years. He's been in this air raid system. He knows what to expect from Mike Leach. He knows what to expect from, um, the entire coaching staff and how this offense works. You got to lean on a guy like that. I think Will Rogers can be that. He's got the natural ability, but he's still young too. I mean, he's still learning out there as well. They got to have guys step up and be that uh, presence in the locker room, presence in the huddle, the guy that players turn to when things start going badly. And it looks like some guys emerged this past week, but they need a lot of them. I saw the uh, I don't I don't quite understand you know the terminology, 
but sort of uh, the Mike Leach players of the week. You had the mechanic and the bone and the, the, I feel like the tough guys or something. Scott Lashley was the bone. Did anybody ask what these things meant in particular? No, from I, I didn't ask about that, but just looking at it, it's like the bone possibly could be, you know, something that's kind of holding that offensive line together. I, I got the idea that like the mechanic is what makes things work. And that was Jacobius yes. Marks. So that makes sense, right? Yes. Okay. And you know, I thought I thought that Scott Lashley, the fact that we didn't notice him yeah, good thing. that much in the live game. And with the offensive line and like I, when I'm watching a game from the press box, the only time I really notice the offensive line is if something bad happens. I can't just sit there and break down what the offensive line is doing in live, you know, you know, while I'm watching the game. I'm watching where the ball is. I'm not watching the offensive line. Now, I go back during the game and I watch that offensive line. Like, when I come back home and watch the game, I watch that offensive line closer. But initially, my first thought was, Scott Lashley – had to have had a good game. So I, I never, I never saw him turning around and watching someone chasing Will Rogers. So he had to be pretty good. I did see that with a couple other guys. But going back and watching the game, I, I did think he was probably State's most consistent guy. Mm-hmm. I thought LaQuinston Sharp was really good. Mm-hmm. So I was a little surprised by that. What, did that surprise you a little bit? Because it did. It did because I, I didn't think anybody on the offensive line was worthy of high praise. I mean. I understand that Flashley was the best of that bunch, but that can be sort of like a, a skinnier than Haydad kind of comment. I mean, you could still be a big fatty. So, I, I well, Leach said that he apparently at some point he blocked like three people at once, and he said, you know, if it, if if he did that consistently, we could just get you know three more offensive linemen out there and add another wide receiver. He could block three people. Yeah, let's say <laughs> they're having trouble blocking five on three, but. Scott Lashley's handling all three by himself. All right, then. Good good for him. Um, yeah, I just didn't know what to expect from him because you know, he's been hurt. He was hurt all last year. He, he was in the pit most of the time we saw him during practices. But it looks like he you know, he was really solid in that first game. And they, they need that spot to be locked down because you feel like at some point, you know, Charles Cross is going to get it. He has the ability. Uh, Cam Jones was, was pretty good. LaQuinston Sharp, solid. You just need that line to solidify itself. I want to go back to Saturday and ask about something real quick. And then that's saying, you know, you had a chance to speak to Will Rogers after the game. Well, what did you think about his demeanor and, and how he, how he, how he face, sort of faced things after that game on Saturday? Uh, we didn't talk to him. Well, I thought, I, wait a minute. I thought I saw. No. In my bad, my, my mistake. I thought I saw some quotes from him post game. We didn't. I I didn't talk to him. We weren't. We got. Um, who did we get? Jameer Calvin, Jaquavius Marks, Nate Watson, and Fred Peters. That is just. We got to talk to. We got to talk to the quarterback, man. And he, the quarterback, has to come every game. Okay, that's no, my mistake. Yeah, you got to talk to y'all. I, I honestly thought I saw something about what Rogers said after the game. That's my mistake. I take full responsibility. I didn't go down to. I didn't go down to the press conference. I was doing the post game thing. My bad. But yeah, that is disappointing. You got to talk to the quarterback after every game. I mean, that's just that's just how it's got to be. Oh, okay. yeah. And right. at this point, you know, last year was a true freshman. I get it. He's he played most of the season last year and became a starter. And we know he's not going to say anything stupid. He's son of a coach, 
And, you know, most quarterbacks are pretty methodical in what they say. He's not going to say anything dumb. And uh, we've already talked to him once this year, so I don't know. That's just that's – just, I don't get that. That's just me. So, well, then, if you had talked to Will Rogers, what do you think he would have said? Well, no, just, we're not going to go down that road. Um, yeah, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, especially a guy that with Winston County roots. <laughs> that's true. It's true. Um, yeah. So, you know, overall with Leach, I, I feel like every time Leach talks about these kind of things, I feel like he gets the, he has the impression or he believes he believes in himself. He believes in his ability to get his team motivated through, you know, whatever means necessary. Um, I, I just wonder, you know, obviously they played last year with like 40 guys, you know, and, if they run a couple off, and I don't think it's going to, to kill Mike Leach, but at what point does it start becoming, all right, he's not reaching these players? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's time to, like, start. And nobody's um, quit. Panicking as yet. on that. Let's, let's make that yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's kind of what, that's, that's what he does. I mean, if it, just, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I think, you know, when he starts getting – his recruits in there, you start seeing people that are kind of bought in. I mean, you're going to see some guys that, are, that push back or that don't really jive with what he likes to do and what he likes to see from his players. You're going to see that initially. I think that's calmed down for the most part. Um, I don't, I don't foresee him just you know running some people off right now. But I could be wrong. But um, you know, is it, for the most part, I think it's just going to be. If you don't give the effort, you're not going to play. That's that's what it seems like it is at this point. Is you just you're going to have to go out there and give 100 percent at all times, or we'll just find somebody else that can do it. And if uh, if that's the case, then it has to be done. All right, we'll see where it takes us. Uh, this should be this this game this week is so interesting from so many different angles. But at the end of the day, if if you could tell me the final score right now, I'll tell you what I think State's record is going to be the rest of the way. We'll see what happens. All right, let's move on into our SEC picks. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I enjoyed some delicious Welcome Home Beef uh, yesterday, as did Robin, as we were watching All Out. No, no All Out review. You've seen, you've seen the spoilers at this point. But uh, Welcome Home Beef, it's easy to get because I can just go over to Val's Marketplace and pick it up whenever I want it, and so can you when you're in Starkville. And if you're in another city, hey, a lot of, lo- a lot of our local markets now, are picking up Welcome Home Beef, Collinsville, Louisville, uh, Pontotoc, Corinth, all over the place. Uh, if your local grocery store isn't carrying Welcome Home Beef, find out why. Call your local grocery store and call Welcome Home Beef. That number is 662-268-8148. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. If you can't find a table at Two Brothers, and man, sometimes it can be tough because everybody wants to go there. Well, you can always bring them to your tailgate. Two brothers Starkville at gmail.com. Get your order in by Wednesday at noon, and they will take care of your tailgate, and you will be the envy of the junction with the food you're able to put on display out there from Two Brothers. It's smoked Southern soul food in the heart of the Cotton District at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems wants to take care of you two different ways. They've got a great plan for your business. They're going to give you a selection of products and services, of technology, everything your business needs to thrive and survive, to work with more profits and less problems. 
and they're going to back every sale up with the kind of customer service you would expect to get from your next door neighbor. And that's what Advantage Business Systems really is. They are a local business at heart. They are all about Mississippi. They do business with Mississippians just like you. 46 years of success in this state. Nobody stays around that long without taking care of their customers. Call them today. Find out how they can help you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. We're all square after week one of our SEC Pick'em. I feel some separation coming because we've got some interesting games, some games that might cause some division. Let's jump right into the ones we, 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 will, we will agree on. Uh, Alabama State, Auburn, I think we'll both take the Tigers there. Is that correct? Yeah, I think we're going to go with Auburn. This is the, the, the first week was way more interesting than this one. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no question about that. But there are some games that, from a, a picking standpoint, from a selection standpoint, we could, we could, we could divide things up. Let's yeah. put South Carolina and East Carolina in the, the easy column here. I think we'll both take the Gamecocks here, right? Yeah, um, you know, it, uh, about three or four years ago, this would be a game where I would, yeah. I would say it's sneaky, but I don't think East, East Carolina's on the same um, level that they were. Yeah, I agree with that. So we'll go with the Gamecocks there. Florida to take down South Florida. That should be an easy one. Yeah, uh, South Florida's terrible. Yeah, Georgia to take down UAB. No issues there. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the comments today about how Mercer does things a little different offensively, said Nick Saban. I'm, I'm oh sure you're God. sweating it, Nick. We'll take the tide there. Uh, and then we'll take Ole Miss, to, even though we were recording prior to the Ole Miss-Louisville uh, game, we'll both take the Rebels to beat Austin P. And then we'll take LSU to bounce back against McNeese State. And then the rest of these games, let's get our, our thoughts on them. Uh, starting in Knoxville, Pittsburgh, hail to Pitt. They will come into uh, to Tennessee for a game that, you know, sort of the similar to the Mississippi State-NC State game. If Tennessee wins this game, you feel pretty good about them the rest of the way to be able to get into a bowl game and have a, a decent first year under Josh Heupel. But if they lose, it's going to be a struggle for sure. Who do you got? Yeah, this is a sneaky game here. Yeah. Uh, Pitt got a big win uh, in their first game of the score to think fit over 50 points in that ball game. Tennessee... Uh, I, I didn't know what to take away from that ball game. So this is an interesting ball game. I I think I'm going to go with Tennessee just because they're at home. Um, it just I'm just going to give them the edge. They're, they got talent. I think Heupel's a good coach. I think they win this ball game, but I think it's a close game. I think mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be a blowout. I think Pittsburgh's pretty solid, but I'm, I'm going to give them the the edge here. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what to expect out of this Tennessee team, but for right now. I'm going to go with them in this game. I think I have to agree with you. I, I, Joe Milton was not impressive at all. If this was at Pitt, it would be no question about it. But it's not like Knoxville and, and Rocky Top have been this a dominant home field advantage. So give me the Panthers uh, to win this one. I think we'll both agree that Texas A&M is going to beat Colorado, but it, it is a Power 5 matchup. Colorado could maybe make it interesting. This game, it's listed as a home game for Colorado, but it's actually being played in Denver. Uh, it's not being played in Boulder. I'll take the Aggies, though, to win pretty comfortably. Yeah, I'm going to go with that, too. I mean, they're not putting Ralphie on the field. No, no. Uh, I thought I was hoping this game would be more interesting, but it really isn't. Texas traveling to Arkansas, 
Of course, if you're an old guy like me, this used to be a fantastic year-in, year-out matchup. Uh, I am I am quite positive that that'll be a great atmosphere for college football uh, in Fayetteville, a, a 6 o'clock kickoff uh, with the Longhorns coming in. But I just don't think the long the, the Razorbacks have the guns uh, to stay with Texas. So give me give me uh, Tom. I'm not Tom Herman. Steve Sarkeesian's bunch to get this one to go to two and up. Yeah, uh, Arkansas was not impressive at all against Rice. It was mm-hmm. not good, and uh, you know it's going to be a packed house there. Like you said, should be a really good atmosphere. Probably the best atmosphere they've had in years. Mm-hmm. But uh, Texas is going to be too much for them. This is a these next couple games. These are the kind of games that always end up deciding these these pickums. Missouri uh, travels to Kentucky. I thought Missouri was a team that was not very impressive week one. Uh, a team I thought would win big. They only won by ten. On the other side of that, Kentucky absolutely blew ULM off the field. They look different on offense. They're throwing the ball down the field. I'll go first on this one because the last two have been sort of easy picks, and you had to pick the pit game, which was not. It's tough to win on the road. I like Kentucky a little bit more defensively, and with them being at home, I think I'll go with them. I'm going to go with Kentucky to win this one. Yeah, I'm going with Kentucky too. Um, Will Levis was was really impressive. That dude's got a heck of an arm. Yeah, and I think he's going to be he's he's changed my opinion a little bit on Kentucky. You know, I I had not seen him play, and I was kind of reserving judgment on them. They're they're one of my teams that. I just didn't know about just because of quarterback play. He's trying to change my opinion on them a little bit because they're going to be able to run the football too. So I, I think Kentucky is going to be better than I anticipated. I think they win this ball game. All right. I'm surprised by that. I thought you might go with Missouri. So our only chance for a disagreement is this game. And what a titanic struggle it's going to be. Vanderbilt travels to Colorado State in a meeting of two teams that are both 0-1 with a loss to an FCS school. This is a slap fight. Robbie, this is a game where if I was your father and you you smarted off to me, I'd be like, sit down in front of the television, watch this whole game, and then write me a report on it afterwards. That's the kind of punishment Dude, it's going to be. I love college football. I love, I love it, it so much. Way. You, I will not be turning to the CBS Sports Network at 9 p.m. to watch this trash. I mean, no. Yeah, that's the game. I mean, like, we could legitimately be home in time to watch it, but no. And I, I'm just going to go to bed. Yeah. I'm just going to go to bed. I, I'm not going to watch that. Well, I'll find another game. There'll be something else on, but not Pac-12 that. Pac 12 game. Some yeah. Pac 12 game will be on. But we have to pick it. I think um, Colorado State at home will win this game. I'll take the Rams. Yeah, Vanderbilt, three points to Eastern Tennessee oh. State. Oh, my God. They're, they're awful. They, by uh, the way, just, I, no, I don't know if you know this or not. Vander, Vanderbilt on October second plays UConn. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Enough to make you want to give up watching the sport. <laughs> that, how bad way, are Randy, these games? Randy Edsel is—he just decided. He decided just. I'm. He, he announced his retirement at the yeah. end of the season, and then he no. decides today. I'm just done. <laughs> well, you know that you know who you know who UConn plays this week, right? I believe it's this who? week. Clemson. Oh God, yeah, he's deaf. It's like I'm not. Who, who I'm not going to do that. Why? Why even put up with this anymore? I'm just going to go yeah. home, sit yeah. by my pool. Right. You, uh, I think you misunderstood me earlier. Yeah, I picked. I picked Tennessee to beat Pitt. No, okay, I did. Okay, I did misunderstand you. All right, so we do so, have one. 
Well, we're just you agreeing. and I have one difference, and right. that that's an opportunity for one of us to separate here. They take the first lead um, here. I will take the Pitt Panthers. You will take the Tennessee Volunteers. Okay, yes. that's all we've got then for uh, for this week. We'll see what happens. All right, tomorrow's show. You know what it is? It's the rumblings. Get your questions in to us. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, Jonas Pope a little later this week. We'll bring him back. I promise better sound quality uh, on this next interview. Plus, I've got another potential interview in the works. I hopefully we'll be able to bring to you. Don't want to don't want to tease it just yet because I don't know if we're going to do it or not. But if we do, it'll be fun. Uh, and of course, Robbie and I will have plenty of preview for Mississippi State, North Carolina State. One of the biggest games uh, we've had here in Starkville in quite some time in terms of non-conference games for sure. So uh, until tomorrow, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.